brothers and nine or six. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Buff Bourguignon, French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. A perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly, just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling, you don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the soft grain out, and then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. from Sweden and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Oh, vad jag är blöt. Hello and welcome to Eat It, a podcast about yum, yum, yummy, yum, food. We all love food. I am one of the, your two hosts, Mr. Randy Roach, and I am here with eminent, and I want to make sure I say this right, entho, entho-fomo, entho-fomologist Harvey Klinger. I like bugs. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't like to mispronounce people's uh, field of, of specialty. And that's and that's what we're here for today. Enthomof Sound it out. Use your words. Entomophagy. Entomophagy. Yes, entomophagy. That is someone that partakes or partaking of the eating of insects. So greetings from the red zone. And uh, an interesting topic that you kind of pulled out of your magic hat. Uh, it took me for a loop when you said we should talk about bugs. But 
why not? In a current crazy world that we're in right now, you know, it might not be too long before we're lifting up those rocks and looking for grubs. I saw a few little mini documentaries on YouTube about startup companies that were starting, you know, about the, the farming of bugs. I do have a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about bugs. Um, for the most part, uh, we don't eat bugs in this part of the world. Um, it's just not in our culture. And digging into this, I tried to figure out, if you go back to the Mesoamericans, the Aztecs, the Toltecs, um, the Mayans, they had a rich, rich culture of bug eating. I mean, they would scoop up larvae that was on their lakes so much of this larva that would eventually turn into mosquitoes that they could actually compress these things into bricks and slice them and eat them like like cheese which horrified the spanish when they first got to the new world to see that people were eating bugs because um in in that part of the world in the west we don't eat bugs um we never really have and I tried to figure out why, and it, it's it's culture, you know, it, it's culture. But did you know that only two percent of the tastiest bugs can be found in the West? That's oh. It. Now, if you start going to the Far East, um, the Asian countries, Thailand, they eat a lot of bugs. Because there's a lot of people, and they're hungry. And from what I've read, bugs are an incredibly great source of protein. I I know people who used to have to travel to China for business, or or still currently travel to China for business, who can't wait to get into the open markets there to get the the basically the street food version of crickets. Crickets. They, they, they get hooked on them. They're, they're, and, they're, you know, they're very much they, – they, they sound like they spice them up very similar to like someone would spice a crawdad. Very very spicy. Like spicy, and yeah. Salty and spicy and crunchy and fried. And so they're, they're like snack food. And, and I imagine like I think in, if you didn't have a lot of tasty insects, I think what happened was you sort you – in our culture, we associate insects – with you know rotten food spreading of disease that they're they're like they're 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 creatures of filth and and disease carriers so you don't and you don't you don't want to eat those they're they're gross and disgusting so you know and yeah we we have we have other things that we could eat but if there was like delicious delicious bugs around eventually enough people would taste them and then you start seeing other people just like chowing them down out of a bag in the store so you're like all right i'll try one of those and then it's all over but you got to get over like i i i have a like i was watching you know street food cooking of bugs i was watching fancy restaurant people who were who were cooking bugs and i was watching guys digging grubs out of the ground and washing them and cooking them over a fire in the wild. And they all gross me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard for, I mean, I remember watching 
Crocodile Dundee when I was a kid, and they had this one scene where, you know, he's peeling off this bark, and there was this huge fucking grub in there. And, you know, they just, you know, the aborigines just eat these grubs. And I said, well, I'm going to look into that. And they're called witchetty grubs. Yes. Um, they're and cute they're and big, witchetty grubs. White, they things. are big, white, um, humongous, disgusting looking things. Um, and they grow on the witchetty tree um, in Australia. And they are a staple of the indigenous diet. Um, you know, you can you can find them all over the uh, woody rocks of this bush and in leaves. And uh, and they, they're really, really high in protein and they're easy to digest. And they traditionally they're eaten raw or they're skewered and barbecued. And from what I see, the, the skin gets crunchy and they're, they're likened to like scrambled eggs. And they, they they're said to have a nutty taste when they're raw i've i've heard that a lot about bugs almondy or nutty almondy, flavor and or sometimes of, like seafood for some of them well a lot from what i've read are um are neutral in flavor so that's why you had mentioned that that they're served highly spiced um so you know with chili or 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 whatever you, they're mixed with peanuts and and they have a neutral taste a lot of like grasshoppers well, and crickets and if, in Mexico, if you think of a bug as a tiny chicken you know like if i had a tiny little chicken that was like about an inch long and you you cooked it up and it had its you know it was it had its feathers taken you know obviously it was just a piece of chicken but you know the the legs and the stuff would be all like sort of gross like a bug's legs but of course thinking about a chicken you would just be like oh crunch 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 yum 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 so i imagine it's the same thing like if you've got a cricket and it's got salty limey chili peppery flavor to it and you aren't grossed out by the crunchiness of it. It's like the crunchiness of anything else. It's probably they're probably very addictive. <laughs> I mean, if you if you close your eyes and someone was to put one in your mouth and you chew it, you know, if if you couldn't taste anything but crunch and uh, spice, you know, you, I don't think you would you would really know. I mean, if yeah. the the, the Food and Agriculture Organization here in the United of the United Nations they they say that two billion people, more than a quarter of the world's population, eat bugs, and it's part of their regular diet. I mean, in Kenya, termites uh, they're they're bang they bound they pound on the ground and it sounds like rain, and so the termites not being the smartest things in the world they start start coming out you know. And they're eaten live right there, and they're juicy or they're dry roasted. In Peru, um, they eat weevils from the inside of the rotten agave palms that they used to make tequila, you know. And they're charred, and they're eaten, and they caramelize, and and they say they're great. Thailand, I've seen all kinds of bugs being eaten in Thailand. That was too much of a push back then to try any. But I, they were all over the place. Weaver ants and, and, and larvae and even like even fucking scorpions and all kinds of shit mm -hmm. that you wouldn't believe, you know? Now, Tarantulas, have, you, technically whoa, God, nah, have you ever come close? I mean, we can it, it's kind of kitschy here. Once in a while, you'll see a lollipop with a fucking uh, 
Yep. With a with a worm in it or a cricket with a or something. Worm or, in it, usually. Yeah, I've had tequila or or worms. tequila with a worm in it. Yeah, I mean it's only in the West, you know, that we have resisted um, these culinary delights. But you know, we'll, we'll eat oysters. We'll eat oysters, and we'll eat you know hot dogs that we don't know what the fuck they're made out of. And, face scraping, and, uh, yeah, face <laughs> scraping, and, and lobster. If you think about it, lobster is just like a fucking water bug. You know, really, yeah. it's it it is a water bug, and and you can get into stuff like like. Uh, See, I'm going to stop by lobster and crayfish and <laughs> stuff like that too. So and and because they and, are a water bug. Yeah. You could even find some if you go back into uh, shrimp the are Bible. too bug like for me. Bug, oh. Leviticus. I was telling you. One of my favorite when I I did a whole series of illustrations once on stuff that was written in fucking Leviticus and Leviticus eleven eighteen says every swarming thing that swarms on the ground is detestable it shall not be eaten but later on uh, the Old Testament says that that it was encouraged Christians and Jews too to eat locusts beetles and grasshoppers and it was said that Saint John the Baptist survived on locusts and honey when he he wandered in the desert all those years so you know you can't just say religion the reason why you can't eat bugs i read one one article that said um that they were there was a place that had a swarm of locusts but they were they were getting people to eat them and that um locusts were the only in there were like four kinds of locusts that are just like straight up kosher and they yeah, were the only insect are. that was that was like that was kosher. Maybe it might have been the only insect in that area that was kosher. But since it was kosher, they could they 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 could introduce it as a food item. And I guess as far as and, and I guess some 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 bugs are way but you know it's just like you oh. just don't want to pick up a bug and eat it basically. Well, no, there's, I mean there's still there's bugs that are known as delicious bugs and non-delicious bugs. Well, you know, the Food and Drug Administration allows a certain amount of uh, bug pieces and bug this and that to be in our food. So whether we like it or not, we are yeah. definitely can't consuming help bugs. You can't help it. I mean, it's actually, you know, there's a, there's a certain percentage that's allowed in anything that we eat. And most of the, the, the bugs that are eaten, with the exception of maybe some of those fucking grubs they're cooked and they're deep fried they deep fry the shit out of those and what isn't good deep fried you know i mean you, you put right. all kinds of spices on them and you deep fry them and you know i I'm think not that's maybe what you. freaks me out the most about biting a bug is anything wet and squishy inside would not no uh, <laughs> go well with my stomach you, i'll talk to you about the one uh my you know i'd have an experience of uh, eating bugs before and it it wasn't there was nothing squishy about it. It was like it was like potato chips, you know. You you uh, they're even dredged in flour at some places, eaten and eaten like that. Yeah. But you know, it's right now it's a niche. It is a niche market here in in this country. But it's but, like a daredevil thing here. And yeah, you <laughs> for know, the most you, part, you, you you've watched it on TV. You've watched people eat bugs on those dare type shows you know and worms and shit like that but as we were talking about the ancient romans and the greeks ate them plenty the elder the 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 guy that watched pompeii fucking burn from a boat 
you know, he he loved to eat beetle larvae, you know, with, with flour and wine. And Aristotle, these guys all ate bugs. I mean, they they loved to eat, um, what was it, they, they had bugs that had eggs in them, cicadas. They loved to eat cicadas if you were lucky enough to find a cicada yeah, that was and, full uh, of eggs. The, eggs, oh my God, that pre- was the pre- best. Pregnant, pregnant crickets are a, uh, a delicacy in Thailand. <sighs> And ants eggs. There's 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 certain oh. kinds of ants that that like certain countries you can, and they're they're I think they're one of those breeds of really big ass ants because like the eggs are pretty pretty good size. They have carpenter them in, ants or or something like that. You know? Yeah, that that you know the 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 ones that'll raise a raise a jungle and stuff. But they have you, you can buy a a jar full of they look they look like tiny little chicken eggs but they're bit for for but they are huge compared to like if you've ever like disturbed an ant colony and seen them carrying away their eggs they're they're good size they're maybe like uh, i want to say like four four or five millimeters tall and they just would have them in a jar and i guess you spread them on crackers you know like um oh what do you call fish eggs they're uh a caviar caviar you know so, which I imagine they're very probably very similar to fish eggs in a lot of ways well, at that point in their thing. development, and they're probably pickled. They're probably pickled in a ton of salt and vinegar too. Oh yeah, I mean, eighty percent of the world's nations eat bugs. Think about that. Eighty percent. I mean, Africa, Mexico, South America. It's cheap. It's full of protein. Yeah, up to two thousand and eighty-six species are eaten by 3,071 ethnic groups in 130 countries. I mean, they eat 235 different types of butterflies and moths, 344 different types of beetles, 313 ants. They'll even eat bees and wasps, grasshoppers, crickets, and roaches, termites, dragonflies, cicadas. Um, it's it's just, it's protein, you know. Uh, did and, and did I you guess ever run into Casu uh, Marku, it's called? I don't. I'm definitely not pronouncing it right. It's I. Do tell. It's mostly in France and Europe, and it's it's a soft cheese. Oh, I've yes. You know what? With I've grubs seen in cheese. it. The, the, it's ready when the, it's ready when it gets runny enough, and these grubs start. I can't living believe that it. one got by me. You're right. I do know about that cheese. I've never I've never had it. But and some I've people remove the, remove the grubs, and some people just like plow ahead through the grubs <laughs> and and use them eat them as part of the cheese. Well, when I was a kid, and I spent my summers in Portugal, I know that we had this huge cherry tree, and man, I would just start picking the cherries off the tree, and I'd like bite into them, and they oh. had like like worms in them, you know, and. My aunt, she would say, ah, there's nothing wrong with them. You know, you go ahead and eat them. They've got protein. <laughs> they would, that was it for me. From then on, I would always, like, split the cherry in half to see to make sure there wasn't a goddamn worm in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Doing doing its thing. Uh, but, no, have you, you know, and I got to ask you, have you ever eaten anything bug-like accidentally or on on purpose or only tiny you know only like riding my bike 
something, and then all of a sudden, I'm not talking about a June something. Bug something flying down the road was is down my throat, but never, never. There was. I I worked in a. I won't won't mention what restaurant, but in the past, I worked in a restaurant that had a bad cucaracha problem, and uh, the cook there was always threatening to just grab a cucaracha and throw it into the fryer. <laughs> and eat it you know but he was trying to be like if i do it you all got to do it and i'm like yeah there's absolutely no way i'm going to do that on any kind of bet for any money or anything or on <laughs> for any kind of macho points or anything like that you know just not into it yeah yeah may you know yeah there would have to be lots of caveats and there would have to be it would have to be like cooked and flavored and cleaned <laughs> like <laughs> washed cleaned you know <laughs> before i'm eating anything like that no matter if it, i mean he was he was right once it goes in the fryer you leave it in there long enough just eat it what it's not gonna hurt you you know but yeah no no i'm not that much of a daredevil i understand logically there's no problem with it and it won't hurt me but ain't happening yeah i i can't say that i have eaten a lot of bugs um yeah, I would usually, be surprised if you hadn't tried if you hadn't well, tried bugs at some point. I have, time. I have tried bugs. Um, you know, for this will probably be one of the you only did the egg, show, dude. Yeah, the only show that uh, that I don't have a recipe to cook because you know I, I I'm not gonna buy. A I don't bag think of the, I, I don't think if you had bugs in your apartment, like say you you were <laughs> like the the standard cliche of New York City, you got cockroaches. Which I haven't seen a co- I've never seen a cockroach in a New York City apartment in any place I've ever been there. I've never seen a cockroach in New York City outside the subways. And but even if you did, I don't think they're the kind that I don't think they're the the eaten kind. They're not. The, they're not <laughs> and and I enough. and it would and eaten and kind. yeah, your fa- your family would be like, yeah, Dad's gone Renfield. It's time to pack yeah, him up. No. Uh, I, I've, you know, I didn't, I didn't, because bug eating is such a niche, um, thing here in, in the United States, I tried to see what, what you could basically, if you wanted to start eating bugs, the easiest thing to do is to get, um, cricket flour. Now you can get cricket flour on Amazon and you can, if for a hundred grams of cricket flour, it costs ten dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh Jesus! Free, free shipping, okay. Um, and I started this. It's from a company called Eco Eats, and and you know you'll see a lot of of chefs on TV and stuff starting to well, let's introduce some bugs, and here you go. This is a fancy bug pate or whatever. But predominantly, if you're gonna eat bugs, it's gonna be cricket flour or mealworm flour. Right. They also make pancake mix. Um, and here's a little bit of your of their um, description of of their cricket flour that you can buy a hundred grams of for ten ninety nine. Eco eats. Now, looking for an unusual and unique way to fuel your high protein diet, nature has the answer with this nourishing powder made entirely of ground crickets. To most, eating crickets may appeal to have a high yuck factor but you won't spot any distinctive characteristics of our (laughs) chirping chums in this powder. Our crickets are commercially fed a specifically developed healthy diet, and they're raised in clean and hygienic conditions containing no preservatives, artificial colors, or flavors. 
This is a low-fat flour and has many nutritional benefits packed with vitamins B12 and iron and rich in protein. It can be used to produce energy bars, snacks, and much more. It's approved by the FDA, CMP certified, where the crickets are cleaned, processed, and packed, and shipped off to you in handy foil pouches. Each 100 grams of cricket powder contains 900 of our premium crickets. So, I started to wonder, well, what the fuck do you make with cricket powder? And it turns out that most of the recipes... Well, most of the recipes I see are not made just with cricket flour. No, I would say you'd add it to you, you're regular adding flour. It, you're adding it to regular flour. So, like the cricket brownies, you know, it was about a two-to-one ratio of of cricket flour or to regular flour. So, I, I'll bet you probably wouldn't even taste it. Um, yeah, it's it's basically just like any adding any kind of like you see that's that's abstracted enough to where I could do it. You know, if that there was an energy bar with some cricket flour in it, you would know it's, abstra- it's it's such an abstraction. It's been it's been ground and bleached and you know reduced to its you know there's no like like they said they they made very clear there's no legs sticking out of this there's yeah. no legs I mean, and wings and heads in in this so don't worry you know it's it's just going to be it's going to be a white powder you know or a gray powder probably that you that that's like any other protein you know it's been just reduced to to its proteins and nutrients you know these are the kobe cows of the cricket world you know these are they're they're raised probably free range crickets they're massaged with with whatever crickets like to be massaged with and um you know they're just happy they're they're happy to be ground up in powder and then made into brownies but and pancake mix you can also order their pancake mix which maybe has flour in it already so you could go ahead and make cricket pancakes in the morning they can just jump off of your fucking skillet right onto your plate but you know this is normally the part of our show where i would go ahead and uh, make a recipe and i like, said i'm not if gonna we had order a little more time grams. you could have probably ordered some chocolate covered ants or something like that something but. like that but i do have a story and i will post the video quick it's a quick maybe 10 seconds or i don't know how long it is of my trip to mexico where i did try bugs and we had just uh, went to the Frida Kahlo Museum, a friend of mine and I, and we were walking around and we came across this really cool little market in the middle of this town square. And the first thing I saw was this was this um, Indian lady uh, selling these discs of chocolate. And man, I got to tell you, that was the best chocolate that I've ever had. It was better than any fucking chocolate from anywhere else in the world that I've tried. It was it was ground chocolate with with a flaky kind of Mexican cinnamon. You probably know what Mexican cinnamon looks like. Um you have yeah. some it's it's not hard like uh like regular cinnamon. It's it's really flaky and, and it was pounded with it with a cocoa bean and a little bit of sugar and then they just molded it into these cakes. Delicious. I bought some of that and then the next lady had this huge bag and I walk over and I thought they were peanuts, but they were fucking grasshoppers. And I said, holy shit. And I, and I was with my friend, and she goes, well, are you going to try one? And I said, well, I asked her. I said, could I try one? And she goes, sure, sure. Took two or three of them out. Looked them over. They were fucking grasshoppers, man. They were, they were red with chili, and they had been deep fried. 
drew them in my mouth, drew them in my mouth, and it tasted just like a um, like a chili lime type of maybe a peanut or something, you know, with a crunch to it, and and they were good. I did get poked once by one of the, I guess one of the legs kind of gave me a, but if you don't think that they're crickets or grasshoppers, you wouldn't have known that they're grass. I didn't buy any from her. I felt bad. I didn't want to, you know, buy a bag of them, but they, they weren't bad. And, and then, you know, I'm not there yet where I'm going to be ordering any goddamn crickets or bugs, but they're an important food for 80% of the world. And, You're not there yet, but hey, no, not we'll there yet. Back but in ten years, talk or to so. me tomorrow when uh, when I'm all out of chicken nuggets, and uh, I'll have some cricket nuggets. But you know, it's uh, one of the first times that we couldn't find anything from old uh, Bull Cook and authentic historic recipes and practices from George Leonard Herder. Yeah, uh, Wasaka, we're starting to discover the limitations of Herbert. Well, Herder. you know, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. I found one little thing that he wrote about only apples with live worms in them are actually safe to eat the insecticide poisoning in apples as well as other fruit has reached such a dangerous level that actually only apples with a live worm in them are safe to eat if the apple has no worm chances are it is dangerously loaded with insecticides. And that's it. One mm. little, that's as close as I got to bugs with old, uh, the next recipe is for sloppy joes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have no other recipes for herder. But it was a very interesting uh, topic to. Oh, um, I know what I wanted to ask you before oh, we go ahead. this up. Did you, did you ever in elementary school have to read the book? Uh, it's always in the scholastic. It was always in the scholastic book club, and sometimes you had to read it for class. It was called "How to Eat Fried Worms." No, I've never even heard of that book. I would read that. That was now. one of my favorites as a kid. That was my first insect eating. It, it was a, a bunch. It was. It was basically about getting over fears and and keeping promises because it was about a kid who made a, a bet with his friend. He wanted, I think, he wanted a bike or something, and. All his friends pooled together their money that he would eat so many worms in such a period of time, and the and the story was of him, you know, trying trying to eat that many worms, you know, cooking them and stuff. But by the end, he has to, you know, choke down the last few ones just raw, and basically, you know, getting over his fear of it. And once he once he gets over the fear of eating the worms, his friends are like, "Oh shit!" And so they start trying to subvert him. It's a how great to eat, book. How to eat worms? Worms are one eat of the fried things, worms. That's they're one of the creatures that I would not want to eat because worms are dirty. I mean, well, that's what that's what he he they just they graphically. It's one of those great books that kids love to read because it's gross out, you know. So, you know, you have I to mean, sort I, of you have to sort of. It's like the song. You got to sort of squeeze them out because they're full of dirt, basically. Oh yeah, I used to when <laughs> I used to fish. Dirt. I used to fish, and you would put one on your hook, and the first thing that came out was a bunch of dirt and crap. And do snails do snails count as bugs? I don't think so. I don't think no. they are insects. 
No, they're not. I've eaten a lot of snails, so no, I, that just hit me. No, it's not. They're just slimy and yeah, they're not. They're not they're, in my menu either. They're delicious, man. I'm telling you, like little pieces of heaven. I'm telling, you, delicious stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, that unless you have something else to add, that's our look at bugs. Yeah, that's all I've got for now. But um, speaking of slimy, and looking over there at the green room and. There are just some. Are those suction cups? Things are gonna get a lot slimier, and yeah, yeah it's time maybe. to put your poncho on for this one. And yeah, yeah, I'm maybe like to, a, uh, a stainless steel garter belt too. I would, or maybe some uh, karaoke sauce, because that that's uh, that that might look like it'd be pretty good barbecue. <laughs> oh boy, guys. Well, we'll be back after these messages. Hi, Maury Clawhammer here. You know, times change fast here in post-apocalypse Demonzeville. Due to hitting the inevitable wall between supply and demand, Maury's Soylent Hut has decided to change to a format that is more easily locally sourced. Welcome to the grand opening of Uncle Maury's Grub Bucket. All our bugs and slugs are fresh and local, and we're buzzing, chirping, or flying minutes before they meet your mouth. We got chicken nuggets, Jiminy brisket, up to 75% cricket, chili con army ants, BBQ, silverfish and chips, split flea soup, tarantula tartare, Aussie favorite, vegetermite. Wash it down with some beetle juice or an icy mosquito. For dessert, there's La Cookie Racha, and kids' favorite, the Hot Bug Sunday with Chopped Grasshopper Topper. Take the Endless Worm Log Challenge, and be sure to get your Maury's Locust Club card. Get your card punched five times and get a free mystery bag of assorted treats. Come on in to Maury's Grub Bucket, walking distance from the landfill, and Lord Swollen's Thunderdome and Swap Meat. It lives up to the buzz. Hello and welcome to Beat It, a podcast about pornography. I am Trent Eccles, and I am here with eminent marine biologist, Dr. Octopada Volgaris. Hello, from the deep blue sea. Yeah, and this ain't no Marvel movie with Dr. Octopus. This is this is our episode on the infamous punchline to many an internet joke tentacle porn and man we have talked you know briefly I'm, we've mentioned tentacle porn here and there but we've I have never dove into tentacle porn it's always been out there like you said it, it's very very uh, prominent on twitter feeds and stuff like that and we'll throw a, tw- a tentacle porn reference in like like who put all the tentacle porn on my computer and all this shit but i you know i knew it was out there and i figured that that it was something that i wanted to to see what it was all about one time or another i always figured that i would look at some type of a manga form of it but that's not what happened and and how did you decide to do tentacle porn? have you always have you had you been familiar with it before or was it kind of something that that yeah, you no, heard I've, about it was time to dive into it. 
I've heard about it over the years, and you know, it's and as somebody who's been uh, uh, like, especially in the old days of the internet when you were just sort of downloading video and you didn't really you know nowadays it's streaming so if you're watching tentacle porn you probably meant to watch tentacle porn and and you know and there were times where i'd i'd you know download a clip of tentacle porn to see what it looked like and see like you know a three minute clip or something where you basically get the idea and it's like oh yes it is tentacles and they're doing porn things and and it's and it's all and it's such a weird idea and it's 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 as <clears throat> it's presented as perversely as you would imagine it is probably a little more you know so it's it's become a facet it became a fascinating i mean there was i i think that um what was the name of the one hente series like la blue girl or something i would see um you know, videotapes in in stores or at people's garage sales of of it. So it was fairly, you know, there were there were a lot of people watching it. So it was fairly popular. And and you know, in the '90s and stuff, before the internet really got traction, people would buy a weird videotape of something that like they wouldn't be like, oh, I really have always had this thing for tentacles and weird alien demon tentacles. But they would be like, oh, I got to see that, you know. So it was something people would seek out, like, yeah, put it on at a party or something like that or or, or all that. And, you know, and so it was never anything. I'd never sat down and watched a tentacle porn movie. And I've never been a big anime watcher or, or hente. So, you know, I have sat down. I watched um, a, a bunch of anime shows way back with for hope of uh, Hatalia, I think, but it wasn't hente. It wasn't sexual in any way, but it's a whole different visual language and stuff that I've never felt like any kind of connection to. So I've never been like, and I, you know, I watched stuff like Akira and stuff like that, but the, you know, the, the, the weird Japanese porn stuff never really like had much of a fascination for me so this was this was my first time so like i asked some you know some friends who'd watched some for some like you know send me a website with the top 10 i think and the thing about it is there's so many different kinds it's written illustrated there's live action and stuff but it, it really got its legs in and in in you know the animation the hentai animations and I think what you you and I found was on a couple of the top ten lists as its name, but it was low on the list. And it was saying, yeah, there's not a lot of story in these and not a lot of character development. It's pretty much, you know, just the bare bones. And I think that's the best for us to do because that, that give you know, with, since there's so many different types of stories you could you know i guess there's tentacle porn that has more romantic stories or whatever there's there's tentacle porn with um space monsters tentacle porn with sea monsters i mean the japanese have always had i don't know if prudish is a good way to put their porn but even when you enter japan 
you can get spot checked. They can they can look through your luggage, and if you have any dirty magazines or any porn of any kind, they will confiscate it. And if you see Japanese porn or Japanese dirty magazines, everything's blurred out. I mean, there you can't you can't show. There's certain pen- things you can't. Yeah, penetration. I mean, it's almost <clears throat> not as because they make stuff that makes some of our, our perverse stuff look tame in comparison. So yeah. they, they just have a different, more different cultural type of prudishness than we do. And, yeah. and so like, yeah, so they'll, they'll show penetration, but they'll, they'll blur it out, but yeah. you see it happening and you, do. And, and you know, what's happening there and it's doesn't change the, the, it just changes the look of it, but they're, they're, you know, they're ticking, they're ticking off boxes and that's, and that actually comes down like one of the first directors of of tentacle porn was like, "Hey, listen, we did it to get back past the censors because yeah, those are penises." Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Is technically, porn away? It, yeah, technically, it isn't something penetrating the person that makes it pornography to them. It's that it's a penis. Yeah. So there's so the so it's it's very strange, you know. So so all of a sudden you can have this whatever kind of creature your imagination will make up to to get to that now it you know it boils down to you can show the penetration so that's that's why i sort of like the one and and it's funny because we both we both went and got this by name but we i think we've determined that we both ended up watching completely different ep- episodes of it and same characters say, same general characters so we probably watched it at different points along the story but then we also determined it probably doesn't really matter <laughs> not, really. not really I mean if you're going to go back and try and find out where some of the fascination of this came from I, we were talking off mic about the uh famous woodcut japanese woodcut uh the dream of the fisherman's wife and it was um done in 1814 by uh hoko yushai of the great wave off kangawa frame what fame whatever that is but it actually shows a fisherman's wife she's naked and she is getting (laughs) she's getting eaten out by a fucking octopus or a squid and there's two squids and one's making out with her in her mouth she's quite happy with it so maybe you know it maybe that's that's something that that somebody said hey you know and it's a pretty famous print they 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 sort of use that as like the origin of the desire to see the, the 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 like connection sexually between tentacles and a and a woman but like they lay the blame on actual developing that into a thing on america straight up on american films had contained it was it was american films and one that i think is british that had that contained the scenes in them that were like the core of tentacle porn wow that, that was the the um earliest one being the dunwich horror which had an implied scene of a uh, of a of a tentacle like thing 
um, violating a woman. And then you had two famous horror movies from the 80s, um, one being Evil Dead, where it was vines of trees yeah. that were ravaging a woman. And the most infamous one, Galaxy of Terror, Ooh, where a giant, grub, a giant grub rapes a woman. I think it's um I think it's actually Joni, <laughs> Aaron Morin. Oh, the fuck? And uh, and those sort of inspired that and maybe got them to thinking we, this is how we can elude the censor, and the rest is gooey, gross, weird history. We can't really but, call it bestiality, can it? Would it fall in sure. the frame? In, in this, I mean, I guess in the one I saw. There were bugs, so that's definitely something not... It's Well, bestiality is basically having sex with something alive and sentient that's not human, <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> Which is what's happening well, in, in this. Now, you know, the one, the one we were watching, it's like a demonic... It's a demon that's trying to gain power and... Yeah. So it's like a demon tentacle that can make tentacle creatures, and the 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 women were breeding bugs in the one I was watching. You know, for the demon, see. they were they were used to take the take the demon seed and make bugs for his quest for power. In YouTube, um, we both watched um, In YouTube, which is the name of the um, of the show, and it, it evolves around what what I could tell. It was a um, kind of like a Hogsworth school that trained demon hunters, and you know these two girls are demon hunters, and and uh, pretty much they get into a lot of trouble. I mean, there was part one and part two what I watched. Uh, you know, I I haven't watched a lot of anime. I mean, I. You know, I can appreciate it. Uh, I have to say that that it was well. I would. Did your demon? My demon um, took the form of a huge uh, unicorn, but it was a man with a unicorn's head on it and a huge, huge, huge cock. It was huge. No, no. But it was also he was inside of he was a man. The demon manifested himself in this form of this human unicorn but you know the the you never really the demon was just tentacles just appendages and and it had a supernatural tinge to it you know um but man i don't even know the, where this to start. one was I, the, the one i had was a demon that lived in what looked like a giant vagina yeah well, okay that was mine too. and okay. uh and he looked like the the classic you know, King of Hell Oni, with the with the horns on his head and the tongue that sticks out of the side of his mouth, and is just sort of dangling out the side of his mouth. Very very devil like, in this in this one. Yeah, muscular uh, unicorn man, with a huge yeah. stick. But so I I came to I came to two conclusions. One, I don't think tentacle porn. I think tentacle porn was. Um, invented for men and I think it ends up being for women I think it's, it's interesting it, take I think it would work for men if they were say like a teenager <laughs> that's just interested in seeing any nude, any kind of nudity and se anything sexual going on is going to work for them because they're a teenager 
because the stories are sort of like, you know, your standard, you know, well, yeah. teen, the teen, it would, it would, if it wasn't X-rated, if you took out the X-rated stuff, it would just be your normal anime girls fighting Buffy powerful the demons. Slayer, it would the be stuff for kids. The story is for kids, except for the sex, which is hor- insanely not even for adults. <laughs> no. As far I... as the co- the content of what's happening, and I mean, it's 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 all kinds of rape and body horror and <sighs> and was the uh, penetration pixelized on yours? No, it wasn't. See, mine was. Mine it, had it, bugs crawling up them, and like yeah. you could see the bugs under their skin and giant penises that the, see, their the penises, whole st- the gi- stomach the, would take the outline of. See, the giant unicorn penis was pixelized. Most of the penetration was pixelized. You know, you knew what I knew what was going on, but holy shit! What surprised me was, um, you know, it was pretty well drawn. I. Uh, there was some, you know, effort that time and time and effort were put into it. Yeah, sound yeah, music I guess, was made, and you know, it was, it's as high a quality as any, any other animation you would see coming out of there. But I guess with so much competition, you had to have, um, you had to look good. I mean, these two characters, like they had definitely spanned a lot of different stories, and there was a love triangle in the one I in the one yeah, i watched there, was, there were two girls there was nothing there as was com- com- that nothing complex like that. in mine <laughs> no 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 um the huge boobs tentacles wrapping around the boobs and yeah. and every single possible hole i mean it was mine ended it, up with one one girl her boobs grew like ridiculously <laughs> big you know like you know like 50 gallons each and <sighs> He's doing her from behind while she's resting on the boobs, and I'm looking at this going, this sexually has no bearing in reality at this no. point. You know, it's, and, and, and then I'm just like, this is, I think it is for some, some form of mild female, female enjoyment, females who like maybe some mild S&M. Yeah, that's that's my psychology for it. It's it's a hundred percent like about like the one I saw. The whole premise of it was okay. The demon needed powerful women, so he was baiting in the demon hunters, and two of them were demon hunters, and they were just powerful enough that he could have his bugs breed that in tentacles breed them for more bugs. But the other one had a different kind of power and he mated with her himself and then discarded her to, to do bugs. And all they did was have tentacle sex and make bugs, but they kept commenting on how wonderful it was because the sex felt so good. And that one character goes, I can't even think anymore. And there was another time where another character says, you don't have to think anymore, you know? And that's just a classic psych. SM psychology this. thing of like, you know, all you have to, you, you, your life meaning is now just sitting here, just having sex and making babies. You don't have to do anything but just sort of passive. And it's, it's part of, you know, the, I mean, I mean, the, the, the most uncomfortable thing about it is it's just overt rape all the it's time. It's rapey. 
but it, it's even not even rapey. There's no. like there was one character that was having an internal monologue, like I don't want to be raped, but this is great, yeah, and I'm collecting so much semen at. for my bugs that yes. this, you know, semen. I'm collecting semen and pee for my bugs, and I'll be able yeah, to feed them was... when I get back. It's the most bizarre. Was there pee in yours? It was a lot of pee. In there was mine. a lot of pee in, in yeah. mine. Yes, and she was and... feeding pee to to some of the grub-like insect <laughs> babies. They were just like um, some of the English translations were probably lost a little something. You had such classic lines as "They're there." I feel my stomach filling with your happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's a lot and, of verbal verbal description of what you're watching and how much they're enjoying it slash hating it. Yeah, they're the hating it, enjoying. See, the the gist of mine were these three demon hunters one guy named yamoto and our two female characters got transported into this the same giant vagina but each of the girls was forced to to watch their their dreams or their desires um manifest before themselves you know they all both of them love this guy so the demon eventually, after he had his way with them, with his tentacles, you know, using every possible hole and mouth, whatever, uh, he actually went ahead and and uh, became the guy and forced the guy to watch as he, you know, violated all of these women. And they're just going, oh, I'm so sorry. I wanted my first time to be with you. Oh, you're breaking my hymen. And I'm like, going, holy shit. This was really crazy you know and there was like green poop in mine and a lot of peeing and stuff that i would never expect to see i think it 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 pushes because like for for a guy watching and i don't know maybe there is gay porn i don't know i i well, I, I noticed I, I, that's that a, that's no a valid time, question, but no like when the, the when you're watching character. when you're watching something, you're projecting your, you know when you're watching porn for porn enjoyment, you know for sexual gratification. I get you know or any kind of enjoyment of a movie, you're injecting yourself into a character or whatever. But like the only characters that are like like even identifiable enough are, are the female characters in this you know i mean is some guy like fantasizing about being a? I guess there there must be guys out there that fantasize about having tentacles being tentacle demons that can just like but i don't think that's what's what's at play in the the success of tentacle no. well i don't the, think that's what guy, it is the guy character never got raped he was strictly right. there just to, as as the love interest of both of the demon hunters. Uh, but you, when you had said the whole like, oh my god, I don't want to be raped, but I like it so much. I mean, classic, classic, you know, S and M. That was the uh, opening stuff. scene in mine. It was yeah. a girl in the water, and you didn't know what was going on. She was just in her bathing suit, and these guys come up to her and just start having sex with her, and she and. So you, it's out of context, and you find out later in the story that it's a flash forward, and it's one of the characters being sent out to collect semen food for. <laughs> yeah, it was all the about baby worms. So she's of... she's under the con, and 
there's a psychological aspect to these. This is why I said mild S&M, because there's nothing mild about what happens in the story. It's basically just sort of like all... It, it, there's a lot of like body horror around pregnancy and yeah what is the whole what is the whole lots uh, of fascination with pregnancy and like and insemination you know, what what's coming out boobs and milk there's milk in in this too because they're they're worm pregnant so they're given milk and stuff so it, it hits all just everything you know stuff going up your butt stuff coming out of your butt in your mouth and every uh, just everything and and you know alien things crawling all over your butt you know all the thing everything that crawls crawls in the creepiest way it can but it it also has this whole like scenario around it where at least in the one i watched and it seems like a major trope of it where the girls are are bastions of some sort of spiritual purity, you know? Yes. They're there to yeah. fight this tentacle creature, and they are everything that the tentacle creature is not. But, <laughs> but in the fighting the of the of tentacle the creature, you get, you you know, this. They, they had this one where, the one that I watched, the two of the characters were sisters, and one of the sisters got cat what what got like they were fighting these um flowers that were protecting the entrance to the thing and she got spores in her so she was possessed and so she was she basically like grew a penis and then her sister grew a penis and they were having sex and her sister's like what are you doing and then her sister's like you know then the worms crawl in her sister and her sister's like i'm enjoying this and we're yeah, both yeah. enjoying this and then the next day, you know, she goes and sees her sister and she's just like, what's happening? And the demon guy's like, I wouldn't have believed that my mind control has worn off after only one day. Oh, my God. What did you make me do to my sister? You know, so they're never really responsible. No, <laughs> they, get no, to, they get to just ha they get to, you know, dive into the deepest, you know, it's just this combination of like the the worst fears plus like total just like sexual abandon well i've never seen anything like that. i wanted to, to compare it to like was well, this bondage am i looking at some type of a sure. bondage yeah. film yeah i am okay but as you were saying with with your characters there was a both of the girls of mine were virgins and they wanted to save themselves for Yamoto, who was the love interest, who was knocked out on the floor. And they kept saying, oh, I'm going to I'm going to set you up with, an, with a window of opportunity so you can come in and get the demon. You know, you can come in and get the demon. I don't want to do this. I'm saving myself for you. Oh, no, the demon is about to go to that important place I look after. <laughs> and, yeah. and then she would, you know, dead. It, what both films had in common it's like oh but but it feels so good oh and then the mind got possessed too their eyes would turn red for a little while right and then they would they they had no control over it right you know i don't yeah i mean 
They get to have as all a, the fun, a, a but no responsibility, you know? It's, yeah, it's, and, it's you pure know, fantasy. If you're it's a safe. 17, 18-year-old guy, you know, watching this, you're that's what you want. I mean, you have complete control over these women. They, they It's 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 rapey, man. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah. but but they want it. They Yeah, but I, 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 think, I think the, like, the rapiness aspect of it gets, uh, and, 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 you know, I'll be totally clear. I'm sure there are rapey guys who this is yeah. like interesting to them, but I don't. Th- I, I I think by making the rapiness tentacle things, it ends up being more of a vehicle for like a safe vehicle for for women to indulge, uh, you know, dark darker sexual fantasies, which. I don't know if anybody's ever read any book, a collection of women's sexual fantasies. They can get pretty dark, you know, it, 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 very disturbing. Anybody like and and but it's it's the realm of fantasy, so it's the place where people, you know, it, ideally, when if you're dealing with your fantasy stuff in a healthy manner, you're 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 doing it as in a safe, you know, in a fan- fantasy safe way, you know. Yeah. So you're not it's really, de- you know, like you know, one of the big tropes of people in S and M is the person who has the most control in an S and M session is the person who's bound up. They're the ones who that you know when they go into a re- you know a, a safe, you know, consensual S and M situation. The person who's who's chained up and getting flogged has set all the, you know, there's all these limits and safe words and, and boundaries and stuff that's being worked within, you you know, they're working within the boundaries and there's, you know, you can push this boundary, but like, if I, if I say, you know, sunflower seed, then you, you know, you back off and stuff. So it's, it's this weird psychological I don't know if it's even weird. I guess it's weird being unusual. It's probably not even that unusual, but like, it's just weird when it's not. <laughs> Your it world, was weird. I mean, it's yeah, it's fucking weird. It hit every aspect. Sexuality of is every weird. taboo that you could think about. From piss, mine had green shit. Um, oh, incest. It, there was incest. incest in the I was yeah, in. there was there was girl on girl at one point and and uh you know but we were talking about how rapey it is but it's almost like it's rapey but then oh wait a minute they want it so it's okay i I can have this fantasy of of, you know being totally in control and i don't have to be the bad guy because because you know what they're no matter what they say no means yes no fucking means yes and all of these tentacle porn um the ones that i watch and and you and hear the thing that's, that's terrible the, thing to and say. the thing that's the rapist in it is an alien or a demon it's like yeah it's 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 not like it's 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 almost because for one it's it's a make-believe thing and two it, it it's not a real person you know it's it it becomes this abstraction of like oh, you know of course this thing will rape you it's a demon you know and they're demon yeah. fighters so it's the risk they they take it's it's all these steps and stuff it's 
It's steps to to sideline the censors. It's steps to make you know rapiness feel less rapey. Uh, you know, rapey. I get, but the, but. <laughs> But at the same time, do they want? Do they really want to make it seem less rapey? Because that seems to be the whole reason that everybody's there, and they're going like, "Oh no, I'm being raped." You know, the word "rape" is just they're they're saying it all the time. It's uh, the yeah, infatuation it's... with getting pregnant was all over the two videos that I watched. The story, oh no, I don't want to get pregnant by this demon. You know, and and I don't want to become, you know, but at the same time, spawn at the same time, one of the possessed girls was just looking at the crotches of all the men and going so much sperm in there. Yeah, (laughs) that's where all the sperm was there. A lot of cum and a lot of fucking sperm in this goddamn in this in these movies. It plays on those tensions and like and like just all these like psychological things that have to be ticked to get you there to and i'm not even saying they're bad psychological things they're just like you know i mean human sexual like (laughs) i i learned it all from listening to fucking dr ruth westheimer (laughs) my roommate and i were talking about how what what a big deal it was to listen to dr ruth in the old days she was on at late night because people would tell I always remember my favorite. I've probably done this on the show already, but you know, stop me if you've heard this one before. But I, I'll always remember, you know, Doctor Ruth going, "Okay, caller, you're on." And the guy's like, "Hi, Bubba." She's like, "Where are you from?" He's like, "Well, I'm from, you know, somewhere out in the, the Midwest farm country." And she's like, "Oh, that's farm country." He's like, "Well, yeah, I live on a farm." She's like, "Oh, well," he's like, "She goes, what kind of farm?" He goes, "It's a sheep farm." And that brings me to my question. And she goes, no. okay, thank you. We don't answer those kinds of questions on Dr. Ruth. You know, Ruth. I, I, I met Dr. Ruth. I had her on a flight once. Yeah, I had her on a flight once. She was just a nice old lady. I mean, she seemed like a nice old lady. She, she seemed like a feisty very, grandma who doesn't very, afraid to say penis. No, she didn't say penis or anything like that. And you didn't get in any of that. But she was very nice, very personable. You know, it was really cool to uh, to meet her. But I didn't want to ask her, you know, about sheep or anything like that. But there, we did have a sheep fucker in um in my neck of the woods. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned the sheep fucker, but um, but his he. We used to, I used to work in kind of a rural area about an hour away from where I lived and uh, at a grocery store and it made the papers because every night the, the guy's neighbor would hear the, the sheep's like ah, ah, and and he thought there was like some coyote or something in there turns out the guy had, you, if you put a sheep on a stump and you try and push the sheep off the stump the, ste- the sheep's natural instinct is to back up so the guy should just take off his pants and try and you know, put the sheep on the stump and try and push the sheep forward and the sheep would just back up into him. So he was banging the sheep and he got arrested. I don't I never knew what really happened to it. I didn't, I didn't look into if it's illegal to fuck sheep or not. It is. But uh, it, it is, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know that because we had a we had a kid who got caught with a cow in my town. Probably the ugliest come back to school for a while, but he he did come back to school, and it was rough on that that oh, guy for a while. Could, you could never lose the stigma of being he a pulled, sheep fucker. He pulled off a reformation. Oh. 
but it was a hard redemption arc. What happened was he fell off a hay wagon and went into a coma and came out as a born-again Christian. <laughs> and and was well, able to function in in the small town community again after that. But before yeah. that, he could not come to school without, you know, you know it was that's just what it takes, ruthless. That's what it takes to... To get you off of the 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 cow yeah. bandwagon, then good for him. We, we there was a girl who I won't mention her name because her real name is actually so hilarious because it's the name of a boat, but that's all I'm gonna say, and it's not Titanic. But she she made the mistake of sticking Edmund her Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald. Edmund Edna Fitzgerald stuck her finger up a cat's butt while she was babysitting for for a family of three kids who went and told everybody the next day. And so for like the rest of her, for like a full year in high school, she would get on the bus and like everybody (laughs) would just like stick stick their finger in a hole in their fist and twist it and go I don't know any self-respecting cat that would let somebody do that 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 would be a hard sell I I doubt the cat was I doubt it was yeah I doubt it was fun for anybody except for all the kids who made fun of her and probably traumatized her as bad as she traumatized the cat but anyway yeah that's what tentacle porn gets you discussing (laughs) yeah it, it, it does I mean what do you what do you, I mean, do you think it's still, I'm weird looking at the late 80s, 90s. Is it still, you think it's I still guess it is. popular I, I was today? Reading or? A, I was reading a Wikipedia article on it, and I guess it's still going, but it's not the, it, it, it peaked in the 90s. It peaked I guess in the it, 90s. I guess it just started showing up around 1985, peaked in the 90s, like in the early days of the internet. And then it's probably just settled into, you know, there was probably a curiosity factor that peaked it. And now it's just settled into, you know, just its niche market for its aficionados, you, you know, know. I so. don't see people at the Comic-Con dressing up as tentacles and walking around. Uh, plenty of anime Maybe not in figures, public, but, but, you know, I mean, the live, action ten- the live actual tentacle porn... Somebody spent, you know, when you see them, you're like, oh, somebody spent some money on, um, you know, on, on these animate, the, you know, these practical effects. <laughs> and I'll bet you there's somewhere where they meet and they trade trade secrets on sure. how tentacles the best and what kind of slime is best to put on them. And, and there could be the, trading cards and all yeah. kinds oh, of yeah. uh, oh, sure. action figures and whatever you know i did have the tentacle porn itch i I scratched it um i don't think i need to go back and i did too uh, and look i may i may go back to my sources and say okay tell me a a a a solidly uh a one with a solid story that's romantic because i want to see how they pull it off (laughs) i want to see how they how they construct the story to it but like I I mean, but I have a feeling, but I'm not really, I won't be interested in it. Like if it's just a romantic story, but then every once in a while there's a demon that rapes people tentacle wise, then, then it's okay. Like, okay, then it isn't really a romantic story. It's still just a romantic story with 
with an excuse to put the tentacles in it. But you I want to see. I want to see one where they 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 fall like the the tentacle creature <laughs> fall is, in love. Is 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 a friendly consensual tentacle creature, and you know they romantically fall in love and and then start having you know, I mean. Because if you're consensually having that tentacle sex with the tentacle creature, it's all fine. You know, it, it might be gross to an outsider, but hey, you know, if they're enjoying it, they're enjoying it. But, you know, basically, I, I'm wondering if there's a tentacle porn video where it's not rape. <laughs> does that well, I know how. Does that. I know and, how and, they pull and, it and, off. And if it does, does it negate the the appeal of tentacle porn? You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm, if it's consensual, then there's I, I doubt that there's any um any interest. type of magic or spark. To right, it. right. Friction to it. Right, exactly. No, it, like, it, I'm, it, I'm 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 more interested in the psychology of most of this stuff than because like like porn is something to be exciting for like sexually for a person is is all tuned to their, you know, their their complex life of sexual psychology and so it has it has the, their appeal to each individual person but then you know when you get to the uh, other stuff that's not appealing that's the stuff that gets really interesting you know to 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 look at you know to some extent <laughs> but then there's yeah. also the point of where it's if it's not interesting to you tentacle porn though is not like gonna be like a boring assignment to watch you know what i mean it's not gonna be like ah oh, okay this porn looks good on paper but now that we're watching it it's just the standard stuff tentacle porn is imaginative at the very least it has so to you're, be when idea. you're watching it you're going like okay this is a spectacle yeah i uh, would need to need be have a little interest in maybe watching another animator or another character or another story to see it if it's a one-trick pony if it's all because you know we both watched um the same uh characters and they're both they're demon hunters they're demons there's you know let's not well i don't want to get pregnant and let's it was rapey i would be curious to see if if there was another another aspect of this that maybe someone would would uh go down that road i don't think so though i i think that no. that is probably pretty much no matter what you watch you're going to have all of these elements combined into into it you know and so you know i'd be interested like you said maybe there's a sleepless in seattle tentacle porn movie out there with real romance and whatever right. but but uh i don't think so but if you do find something i'd be more than willing <laughs> to check it out i mean to see if there is i would love to see someone walk arm and arm with an octopus a la splash you know and see if uh we can get a story like that but you know i'm i'm I, I have a friend I... I have a friend here in town who is obsessed with octopuses <laughs> and uh, octopi and, 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 I, and, and I'll ask her if she's ever found anything like because if anybody would it would be her and, and uh, yeah I'm, and, and she's also she's also like one of those people who watches compulsively watches zip popping videos and stuff and then reposts them like I found a good one so it's a good, good source you gotta gotta have your a good reporter has a Sources and you gotta have good sources. 
Well, that's it. You are definitely are the reporter. And once again, a very interesting choice to look at this month in tentacle porn. Um, and can I tell you also this? That my two sources of tentacle porn research are two of the most mentally healthy people I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them, damn it. Yeah, I don't know good what that means, but that's... I, I don't know how that is in relation to everybody else, but that's that's the way it is. <laughs> and that's the way it is here on Beat It This Month with our look at tentacle porn. If you have any closing thoughts on it, uh, was it was it what you expected it to be? Was it? It, uh, it, it kind of was. It was a little more. It was a little more intense than yeah. I actually thought. And I knew it was pretty intense, but it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty intense. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think intense. I think it took me. Uh, it was a little more than what I expected it to be, but um, but I, and I'm yeah, also there's... I'm also COVID I'm also COVID quarantined with my housemate, and I was watching this at three thirty in the afternoon, just sitting in my room watching, you know, because I'm doing because the way I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, time to do my homework on for the show, and then I'm oh, watching yeah, it, you and know, then, you know, there'd be a scene going on, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> then yeah, I'm like you know, looking I, out the window, going, "Is the little are the kids next door playing outside?" Well, uh, I want to check out that. I am sheltering in place here in the apartment with a ten-year-old, and I'm watching it on the iPad, trying spinning the chair so he can't see it, you know. And I have my earbuds in, and uh, at one point he kind of caught a glimpse. He's, "Are you watching Avatar?" I said, "No, no, no, it's not Avatar. It's not Avatar. <laughs> Go." Go play your game. Ah. Go play your game, boy. Oh. <laughs> so, so he's a wow. What's that? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing to see here, boy. Uh, we'll we'll watch Avatar <laughs> later on tonight. I'm not yeah. watching it without way, you. Way too much to explain. <laughs> way too early. Contained in that, in those 24 Absolutely. minute episodes. Absolutely. Way too much childhood trauma to process. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that, I'm going to uh, go and try and get these suction cup marks out of my head and my arm here and see if I can't uh, press on for uh, next month, where I'm sure that that, uh, you will come up with just as interesting a topic. We'll see. um, I seem to, (laughs) let me check my date book and see what I've got going on for the next month. Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I've got Nothing. nothing at all going on. Nothing nothing so tomorrow's knife sharpening day and i i may take the trash out i may get dressed i may not so that's uh that's the way it was for this month and um we'll be back next month because i ain't got nothing better to do amen and a women being chased by tentacles Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. 
Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.